Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Shannon Newth. And And we're we're No Damn Damn Experts. Experts. Shannon, today on the podcast, I'm pretty excited. Yes. I learned something last year while we were at this person's business establishment. Okay. That not everyone knows about signature Mm. holiday drinks. Yes. I don't think I knew. I mean, I've been in Great Falls for a while now, but I don't think I knew... Granted, I was not of legal drinking age when I first moved here anyway, so maybe I wouldn't have known about it. I don't know. The point is, not everyone knows about it, but they should. They should. Yes. And there's some claim to fame at this business. Absolutely. So, without who, further who do we have on the without podcast? further ado, we have Brad Watson joining us on the podcast today from the legendary City Bar in downtown Great Falls. Welcome, Brad. Hello. We're glad to have you. Glad to be here. <laughs> So, Brad, start out with the basics. How long have you been in Great Falls? Uh, I was born in 1960. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the beginning. So that's where we start. I got pictures (laughs) of me behind the bar when I was two years old, probably. Yeah. You have, this is a generational business here in our town. Yep. My my grandpa built it in 1939. Holy crap. Uh, They told him, so we're on 7th Street. Mm-hmm. And they told him he would never make it because he was too far out of downtown. Oh, how funny to think uh, about that now. The first name of the bar was the Last Chance Saloon Ooh, for maybe six West. months, and then they changed it to City Bar. <laughs> That's kind of a shift from a very like old Western time sounding to a very like contemporary Modern. sounding yeah. name. Why did they change it so quickly? Why six months? Yeah, yeah. Well, that seems they, fast. They, Nobody they, liked they, it. They, they, well, they. <laughs> Scare in the good they had to have way. a name. They had to have a name to open it. Yeah. Oh. And so they just then they picked. then they had a contest, and s- someone named it the City Bar. Huh. So. Huh. There you go. Have you ever considered changing it back to the Last Chance no. Saloon? Okay. <laughs> it's like, nope, we're going with City Bar. <laughs> oh, it's always going to be the City Bar. <laughs> okay. And you were telling me yesterday too. It's well, maybe this was just the recipe, but what was the relationship with the Wolf Bar? Well, no, it was the Wolf Bakery. Wolf Bakery, bakery, okay. But I guess I'll go back real quick. Yeah, yeah, we have to fast forward. So my my grand my my grandma and grandpa opened the opened the place in 1939. Okay. And then uh, uh, my grandpa died in 1943. Oh my gosh! And so my dad and my uncle were only 12 and 11 years old. Oh my gosh! Wow. And then uh, so my grandma had uh. His name was Alex McEwen. He he managed the place mm. up until the fifties, and my dad and my uncle went to Korea and they went to college, and mm. they they uh, Bob and Bill Watson, and in fifty six they took over the bar with my grandma. Huh. Wow! And they started a corporation, and uh, my grandma died in nineteen sixty three, and my dad and my uncle ran it uh 
I started there in 1979, right out of high school. Oh, I was going to say the age of three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I went away and I went to college for till 1985. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was on the five or six year program. <laughs> That's all right. But, yeah, doesn't but, matter. But my dad told me to stay in college as long as I could because. <laughs> Man, I wish the, I could. Because go the, back real and do world, that. the real world starts. Yeah. Yeah. When you get out. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I came back in 1985 and uh, was working full time at the bar, and, and my uncle Bob passed away in mm-hmm. in 86. So that's when I became part owner of the bar. With your dad then? With my dad. Okay. And uh, uh, in 2001, or or 1999, my dad had a stroke Mm. and paralyzed on the right side. Oh, my goodness. And uh, uh, in 2001, I bought out out the family. Mm. Made you the sole owner then at that point? Yeah. Wow. And... uh, my wife and I ran it, and my my son, uh, my son, is now helping her. <laughs> Actually, he's, he's part owner. Okay. He's third generation, or fourth generation. Excuse me. Yeah. Wow. Fourth generation, and uh, glad to have him there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's that's the family history in wow. the bar. That's a that's an impressive family history. It Do you is. worry about the next generation after your son? Well, <laughs> it's like how can I say this? They better get busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> he's 29. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not worried about the next generation. I okay, won't. you won't be here for it. <laughs> yeah. I hope I am. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hmm. But. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, that's a lot of family history, and I was just thinking of those dates. You never really, you didn't get to meet either one of your grandparents who started it then. I kind of remember my grandma just Do a you? tiny bit. Wow. I would have only been three, three years old. Three, right? I, I yeah. remember her old car pulling up in the driveway. Huh. Yeah. But not much. Yeah. I remember, this is jumping around a little bit, but 1939, you said, is when they opened it, right? Did the, we'll get to this more, but the Tom and Jerry's, did that start the year that it opened? Well... Because I, uh, I saw at the bar yesterday uh, the original mixer for the Tom and Jerry batter, and I think it said 1939 on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the mixer can be from 1939. That's true. Well, but it said Tom a, and Jerry it's like mixer a little, on it. Yeah. It's like a little hand mixer. Not, yeah. Oh. Not like nothing you've ever seen. No. And uh, my dad and my uncle, I guess, used to make a little batter and bring it down. Okay. Yeah. So with that's that from mixer. the beginning. Yeah. But uh, pretty cool. It must have been in the early '60s or something. Okay. Uh, my dad, uh, the Wolf Bakery, was making batter, so he would he would buy some from them, and Serve they started them. serving Tom and Jerry's at the yeah. bar. Yeah. So tell me, because I wasn't there yesterday, and I don't know anything about a lot of stuff. But the Wolf Bakery <laughs> is that was that here in Great Falls? Yeah. Okay. It was in Great Falls, and as a matter of fact. Uh, some of the Wolf family still comes into the bar, oh. and and they, and they they mention that that <laughs> do was they, do they that want some royalties? Dad, yeah. dads, dads, or yeah. grandfather's critique the recipe. Res, recipe. Yeah, 
So the, the, the Tom and Jerry that we're talking about here, that this is what, I mean, City Bar is known for obviously generations of being in Great Falls. It's a staple. But the Tom and Jerry drink and why we want to do on the podcast now is that it's such a staple for the holiday season. And I learned some people have no clue what a Tom what and Jerry a Tom, is. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up drinking them. <laughs> Started you off young. <laughs> Well, you With know, the hot, there's only hot liquor, <laughs> only a small amount of rum or Whew, I don't know two, what else two is third, in there. Two thirds brandy and a there we go. Third rum. Yeah. <laughs> Just a say, small the amount. The one time I've tried it, the first sip. I'm like, oh, this is really sweet and delicious. And that just because I don't like I, you don't mix I'm more up. like a wine and a beer. And so the first time I ever had it, I was like, oh, this is so sweet. And then the next sip, I was like, whoa, <laughs> there's the liquor. <laughs> you, you, you drank the batter a little I, bit. Of the, I you did. didn't stir it good enough. <laughs> no, I did. No, I didn't. Because I was like, oh, this is sweeter than I expected. Well, and then it hit me. <laughs> I think there's people who just don't know how to drink it other than the that fact that they me. don't know what they are. So. Yeah. Do you know the history of the Tom and Jerry? Because I could tell you my history of the Tom and Jerry, and it's likely not correct. I printed something off a couple years ago. <laughs> it's in my thick file I have yeah. for Tom and Jerry's. Uh-huh. Uh, and I can't uh, remember re- recall yeah. everything that was... It's beyond the Tom and Jerry is beyond the city bar. You all have just mastered. It's the, a yeah. It's it's an old traditional it. drink, yeah. like a hot buttered rum. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I mean, who knows why I, they go on going back to England or <laughs> sure. something back in the old days. Yeah. But, I just uh, wonder because my family grew up drinking Tom and Jerry's, and mm-hmm. it was a recipe of my grandfather's, so similar oh. kind of heritage. Um, and he was Norwegian, like the kind that came oh. over on the boat, I think, um, like first Probably generation Norwegian. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know if I can't yeah. remember if he was born here or not, but gotcha. I don't think he was. Okay. And so he had this, I'm assuming from the homeland tucked in his suit coat pocket. <laughs> These are the stories I tell myself. Um, and they're a holiday tradition for our family and has mm-hmm. been the entire time I grew up. So when I learned that other people didn't know about it, I'm like, oh, maybe it's just a Norwegian thing or maybe yeah. it's just a Minnesota thing. But yeah. then, no, it can't be because... <laughs> well, I, I hear that all the time from people. Yeah. Uh, like uh, my mom makes them or my grandparents made them or... And I just hear it from people all the time that yeah. they used to make them at home, but yeah. it's so much easier coming down to <laughs> It is. To have somebody else make it for you. Yeah. Had you heard of it? Well, I guess you grew up hearing about a Tom and Jerry. Did you know or have you had a Tom and Jerry outside of your own bar? No. Ooh, good question. No. <laughs> I was probably a... So my my dad bought that recipe from the Wolf Bakery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the batter it, it, recipe for the yeah, Tom and Jerry. The yeah, the Tom and Jerry batter recipe. And uh, it, it was probably in the early 70s. We, we started making it in the basement of the bar. We <laughs> just had, we had one mixer. We had one mixer. Okay. Uh, was that a hand mixer still or were no, you on no, the, more the no, industrial? It was like, like the old industrial yeah. uh, five-gallon mixer. Okay. Uh, and it was the Wolf's. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, you got that too with the recipe. Yeah, gotcha, Brad. <laughs> the Tom and Jerry really is only an alcoholic drink, is it not? 
Well. <laughs> or do you, can you drink it with like. No, some people just drink it with hot water, but oh. I, I know. Uh, I just am trying to figure out why a bakery is making this batter. Oh, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that part. I don't know. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of bakers that make. Hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Albertsons. I see they have Tom and Jerry in their cooler, oh. but mm. it doesn't. That's not it's, the same. It doesn't taste the same no. as ours. No, no. I mean, I haven't had it, but I can guarantee yours is better because it's the long-standing tradition. So, what was your first job when you were making Tom and Jerry's in the basement? <laughs> like, because there's well, a process. No, well, to yeah. It. Well, back then we just used to. I mean, nowadays I, I hire ladies to come in and crack crack eggs. Yeah. You got to separate the whites from the yolks. Mm-hmm. And we used to just do that. I mean, we would only make five or six batches, and that was a lot yeah. with one mixer. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and now I have four mixers, and you can you can crank it out. Yeah. So but how how many gallons let's talk in gallons instead of batches how many gallons of tom and jerry mix do you make now well last year we made a thousand and a thousand almost 1200 say gallons. No, i mean excuse me 1100 last year gallons. uh 1100 <laughs> gallons le- of the batter 1100 yeah. gallons and uh a batch will make four to four and a half count so mm-hmm. just say four so divide that and i'll tell you how many batches and then take <laughs> that times 50 now, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> and that'll tell you how many eggs yeah without the broken ones yeah <laughs> so so I, I got to visit with brad yesterday um for our listeners and you can find this on our social media channels i got to go in and i, I got video and footage oh. and pictures of the process inside in the, the special <sighs> building now yeah. of the tom and jerry's being made and talked with Brad. So we'll share that on our social channels as well. So make sure when you're listening to this, go find that because it's neat to see that process. And I felt very honored to get to go and yeah. glimpse this special process. Brad, tell her how many eggs you ordered this year for the batter. Well, I ordered 15,000 eggs this year. Oh my yeah. God, Brad. <laughs> no, it's so many. That is so many eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Where do you even store that many eggs? Because you can't get all that. They don't made come in at once, right? You get like weekly oh. shipments. No, I, I get weekly shipments. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. Just stick them out in the parking lot. Hope it stays right. cold enough. Yeah. And when do you start making batter? Because I don't know when people start ordering Tom and Jerry's. I think it's a Christmas one, so you gotta wait until like two weeks before Christmas before you have mm. them, or New Year's Eve. You know, whatever your thing is, but. Well, this year I started uh, like the seventh of November. Mm-hmm. Okay. But usually I like to st- I would I like to start uh, like the middle of November. Mm-hmm. Say ten days before, about ten days before Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. But I started early this year because I knew I had some new help and I wanted to train them, and, mm-hmm. and it worked out because that was the first snowy cold day there was. Yeah, that does work out nicely. But, uh, and that's when it's colder out and snowy, it gets people in the mood for them. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. feels right. It does. And you heard Shannon allude to this. So when you go to the city bar, it's a brick establishment mm-hmm. on Central Avenue. Really nice place. Beautiful back bar. Mm-hmm. 
really dapperly dressed bartenders. Let me just they say that. They do look very nice. Probably the best dressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just creates that nice feel. They wear ties, white shirts. It's mm-hmm. Okay, well, my, I digress. My, 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 my grandpa started that tradition mm. uh, with the white shirt and tie. And that's... If if you look, there's an there's an old uh, there's an old uh, picture on the wall, and it's called Rogues Gallery, and it's a uh, 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 Rogues Hall of Fame gallery, and it's got a whole well, there's probably fifty bartenders on it or more, mm-hmm. and I mean it's back from in the in that vintage, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they all have shirts and ties on. Yeah, and, I like that. And I do white too. white shirts mm-hmm. and ties. And and uh, uh, my dad stuck with that tradition, and I stick with it. There's a couple days a year, like St. Patty's Day, we I order green shirts. Uh, mm-hmm. Shake it up. And and uh, Christmas stroll, tell them to mm. wear a Christmas shirt or something. Yeah. And Christmas Eve. Yeah. I like that though. It, it's classy, and now it's set apart because it is not very many places still do and, ties and colors. And I shirts. hear I, I hear compliments all the time. And mm-hmm. So do my bartenders yeah. and, and my help. It's something simple, but elevates the the experience and the feel in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's inside the yep. Cine Bar. When you while you're on the inside, I want to <laughs> say so, I want to say okay. something about that back bar. Yeah, yeah, it is gorgeous, that, Brad. Mm-hmm. That that back bar came out of the old uh, uh, Falls Hotel mm. in 1939. Uh, oh. It was stored in the in the basement and c- covered underneath coal ash because back then they had oh the gosh. old furnaces. Oh, wow. But they, they took it down. Uh, th- at that time is when Prohibition ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, or when Prohibition started, they put it in the in the basement. They yeah. took they took the back bar down. I've heard about uh, that about some in Great Falls that they kind of disappeared to be saved for a while yeah. rather than destroyed. But my so my grandpa bought that and he put it in the city bar when he built it. That's neat. But it's all uh, it's all stained glass, uh, and it's Brunswick, mm. so it came up on one of the riverboats. Oh my gosh, that's uh, so cool. Huh. Uh, and I heard there's one like in Moore, Montana, that looks just like it. Oh, well, there, there was a guy that wrote a book about. Yes, Paul Snyder. Yeah, I love Paul. He's my mom's neighbor. Fascinating. Oh. I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, I I seem to reference my TV days every time we do a podcast. Yeah. But I did uh, a story for TV with Brad about or uh, with Paul. Excuse me about that book. And I've been thinking he would be a great guest to have on too. Uh, his book is called Make Mine a Ditch, and it's a photographic journey of all the like old historic back bars throughout Montana. It includes quite a few in Great Falls. You can get his book at the History Museum, among other places. But uh, yeah, did he come? I and thought highlight? it was no. That our, our, ours is in there. Okay, in that book. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was weird. She knew about this book and the author. Like she <laughs> just pulled that out of her. <laughs> pocket i'm like well i did pull it up that is crazy <laughs> that you even knew this book existed and then the well, author yeah. well i remember when you had him on oh yeah thanks <laughs> but he he spent quite a yeah. bit of time down in the bar yeah and he still stops in for lunch or whatever yeah and so how old do you think that back bar is then if it if it came to the bar in 39 late yeah. 1800s oh my gosh 
Good Lord. How do you... So... We're getting a little off topic, but that's fine. How do you maintain this? Well, I, how is this off that's topic? That's the story of the podcast. <laughs> well, no, we've diverted to the back bar, but um, no, it's not off topic. How do you maintain a bar that, that is that old? Right, the well, wood and the... My, my dad told me a story once that he decided to clean it. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he cleaned it this. so well that he took the varnish off. No, oh, no. So... Him oh and my gosh. uncle had to stay up all night and <laughs> refinish it. Re- refinish it. Oh my gosh! And this is this is not a small bar either. Well, back bar. It's not one, not the biggest one in the world, but it's still seems like quite it, a task. It, it, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the stained glass is beautiful in it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the old, the old back bars like that that came up, they're yeah, they're just works they're of very, art. they're very unique. They are yeah. works of art. Hmm. and uh they're cool yeah wow well now i'm now i'm gonna go searching for its twin oh and more yeah, yeah. i thought There's only i'd have to look in paul's book yeah it's in there <laughs> i'm gonna f- well great christmas gift idea yes. for the drink lover in your life yep um so that's a cool story about the back bar mm-hmm. the other thing that's neat about the city bar is it also has place to have sandwich and soup for lunches. Mm-hmm. Really nice thing. The parking lot surrounds the building, and you're sitting here going, "Why are you talking about the parking lot?" Well, because it has a mural now, which is oh, absolutely yes. stunning mm-hmm. as well. The Chrome Panthers. No, well, that's on one. <laughs> well, there's two. <laughs> I guess yes, the Chrome Panthers are on one side of the building, and then there's another one. Lifestyles. Uh. Yes, on the building across yeah. uh, from you, the yeah, hot hive building. That, and there was a, it was a Korean guy that did the one on Lifestyle Building. Yes. And a uh, very nice guy. Uh, I talked to him every day because he's in my parking lot. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> did you get worried? But, Cause you but don't he get... was there for like a whole week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he just was very meticulous about and it. it you walk out there and it looks just wonderful. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of years ago, we bought the old Eisler building. And so on the west wall there is uh, where the Those Panthers. Where, where the, well, they're not Panthers. Or they're, they're mo- technically they're, they're, mountain lions, they're, aren't they're, they? They're mountain lions. Okay. But, uh, but they're chrome. Yeah. He, kind of like this mirror yeah, reflective he, thing he, going. He he put some silver in there when he did. It. Yeah. And he told me that when the sun hit, they they shine. Yeah. Even it's when really you take cool. a even when they're not shining, you take a picture of them. It's dimensional. And, yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and it comes out. Yeah. But did you really get, cool? Did you get worried? Because um, my understanding is that you don't get to say in what art goes on the building. <laughs> like you just say, yeah, I'll take some art, and then they show up and they paint. Whatever they want on there. That's a true story. <laughs> Was it nerve wracking? And I asked, I asked the question quite a few times, but when the guy they showed don't up, give you the answer. <laughs> he uh, he showed up on a, uh, a Friday night, hmm. and he actually uh, sketched the picture. Yeah. Uh, Did you? So get- when we showed up the next morning, there's a. It's kind of sketched on the yeah. wall. First, a person came by and uh, painted the wall black. Right. Okay. 
And then he came along and sketched it. <laughs> they don't come with like a portfolio and say, "These, this is this what is I'm thinking." You get what you get, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't throw a fit. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got a, you got you got some neat ones though. Oh, it's you. really yeah. cool, and uh, <laughs> uh, both of those that surround my building, it, it just brightens up the whole block. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I think it, the whole downtown, mm-hmm. all those murals downtown. Uh, oh. I, I just think it's. Uh, Wonderful thing they're doing. And then um, we can edit this out if it's not allowed, but I did hear <laughs> a rumor that you are hosting the artist reception next year for Arts Fest Montana. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> forgot about that, but yeah, we are. Well, that's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure be. it out. It yeah. will be. It'll be a good time. Yeah. And then, um, so you get to the city bar, you do the murals, you're like, oh, great, now I'm going to go inside. And if you drive into the parking lot off of Central, it looks like a little... It looks like a house that you're going to pay a toll gate or a house that <laughs> you pay for parking mm-hmm. in. And mm-hmm. it looks really neat. And it's a little A-frame. I'm going to call it the ticket taker building <laughs> because it really does feel like if you were going to drive in, you'd have to get your parking validated does, yeah. or check mm-hmm. in and go, here's my credentials. I'm supposed to be here. But none of that happens. <laughs> and that, I believe... Is where the Tom and Jerry's are made. Yeah, we converted that over uh, in the early thousands. Did it used to be 2000s. a parking hut? <laughs> Did it ever serve no. as a toll booth? Yeah. <laughs> there's a okay. there's an old picture on the wall uh, back in the early 40s, and uh, actually, you know, the top notch cafe was right next mm. to next door to the bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then that A-frame was on the other side, and it has oh. a, it on the roof. It has a State Farm logo on it. So oh. it was an insurance office back then. Oh, very. And small then the big office. building, which is yeah. Lifestyles now, uh-huh. that was the City Food Market. Oh, hmm. huh. So, but then my my dad, and my uncle, in the sixties or seventies. They they bought that parking lot all the way up to back then it was coast the coast to coast building, hmm. that's where coast to coast was, oh. and they bought the parking lot up to the coast to coast wall, and uh, that building oh it was a lot of different things. <laughs> uh, Steve's Pizza was in there at one time. Oh, they uh-huh. they they, they uh, cooked very good pizza, and Stromboli. Ooh. It was it was I really could good. Go for some Stromboli, that sounds and good. And then it was a couple different things. Uh, uh, I can't <laughs> remember everything. Yeah. It was. So now you own the parking lot, the hut, the Tom and Jerry hut, <laughs> mm-hmm. city bar, Eisler building, which then I assume comes with the parking lot on the other side of that. Well, no, I bought that. I bought that parking lot from oh. from the old Triple Crown. Wow. Which was a hotel where the new Gibson is going to be, mm-hmm. which was owned by my uh dad and my uncle. Oh and two then. two <laughs> two partners they, they built that in uh huh. oh I think seventy six or seventy eight. You guys it's taking long. over that whole whole block, whole couple blocks there. Well, they built a motel. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I I I ended up getting that parking lot. Okay. But uh, then there was three 
we we sold we sold the uh, the Triple Crown in uh, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so you yeah. owned it for quite a while. Yeah, huh? yeah, they owned it, and my and my mom worked there. And when I met my wife, uh, in when I got out of college in eighty five, my wife didn't have a job, and I think in nineteen eighty six she started working at the motel with my mom. Oh, there you go. And my my mom was running the motel then. Mm. So it's always been one of my dreams to have a bar and a hotel. Oh, because yeah. really, they they're so sim so simpatico. There we go. <laughs> Did you run promotions like stay here and get a free drink at the city bar? We had drink cards. Mm? Mm. See, <laughs> that's no. the fun dream. thing. The same drink no. cards that you have up here. Yeah, <laughs> same ones we can hand out here. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, we had drink cards, and mm-hmm. so people would, you know, people would come over and use them. Sometimes they'd pull them out of their wallet, and it was kind of pieced together. <laughs> so, like, they stayed and then came back. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah, oh, we had we this. had a lot of salesmen that that oh. stayed there through the years, and, mm. and uh, a lot of good people that, uh, and they'd come over to the bar. They, you know, they'd walk right across the street. Yeah, it's really convenient. Mm-hmm. That'll be nice with the new uh, Gibson Hotel yes, going in there. Yes, yeah, it will. have that re- renovated and have a motel back next door to you. Yeah, it will. Yeah, and brighten up the block and mm-hmm. uh, the front of the Icer building. Uh, I was hoping to get it done by September, but you know how materials are to get right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, that's uh, challenging. The materials are basically in, mm-hmm. but the weather's not nice now. So yeah, but uh, that'll that's going to brighten up the block too. Yeah. Once I we put the new fascia on that mm-hmm. Isler building. Yeah. So are you gonna disclose what's going to happen with that building, or is it just going to be a pretty building and? Well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you this much. <laughs> you hear, uh, you heard it here scoop. first, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm not adding on to the bar. Oh, okay. okay. So we the know city what bar not. is going <laughs> to stay the city bar. I'm mm-hmm. putting a handicapped bathroom over there. Oh, and a walking nice. a walking cooler for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my Tom and Jerry's are going to move on the back. Oh, out of the oh. hut. Okay. In in. I on, would think with 15,000 eggs, you'd probably need a bigger space. <laughs> it, it's time. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> when you told, how many people make the Tom and Jerry mix better? I have a crew of about five, probably, five or six. So you got five or six people, and then you throw Shannon in there. There's mm-hmm. very little room, I would have to think, in the, in the, in the A-frame. To move around. Yeah. It works. Yeah. <laughs> it's small. <laughs> also, so I learned this yesterday because the you're dealing with the, correct me where I'm wrong here, Brad, you're dealing with the eggs specifically and separating them and you wanting them to rise and things like that. Like it's a t- specific temperature and you'd like the humidity level in there affects how the batter turns out. So was your was body like, in there? You really screwed I up. I know. I was asking. I was like, "Am I?" <laughs> I don't know. It's my you hot did. air. I don't know what you did, Shannon. It's my hot air coming out of my mouth. I mean, she is little, but yeah. I, <laughs> there, there is still that factor. I still create air and humidity. Well, and it was what roughly like seventy-five degrees in the yeah, hut. Yeah, I would try and yeah. try and keep around seventy-four in there. Yeah. 
So it's a, it's it works. A it works good. But then if it gets, you don't want it too hot in there either. Yeah. If it gets up to for lots 77, of 78, yeah. we'll start that's, the that's not good there. for the battery either. Yeah. It's just a meticulous process, process yeah. of making batter. Yeah. And, I and, no idea. So you and, have an egg cracker. You have an egg separator. You well, have the powder sugar adder. Well, super fine sugar. <laughs> <laughs> the special sugar combination. Sugar adder. The secret mm-hmm. ingredient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have packagers because they... Um, it's all the same crew. Well, the egg, the egg crackers do the eggs. They leave them there. And then the Tom and Jerry people make it and they mix it. To, see, you, you beat the whites and yolks separately. Oh. And then you have you, you fold them back together. Combine. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, then then you package it in quarts or half gallons. Uh, or if someone orders a gallon, we have a, special, a gallon. And then we have our bar gallons that we serve out of over at the bar. And you've had people making these. I mean, one of the the guys that I was with yesterday when we were doing the footage, I mean, he's been there for, what do you say, 22 years making 20, the Tom and Jerry mix? 22 years. Yeah. So they've yeah. like perfected this and it's like a little, well, it's not a science experiment ideally, but it's science in the sense that you're like, okay, you're watching to make sure it's rising or coming to the level you want it to. And then like, okay, how can we make sure it's, you know, consistent batch after batch. It's really f- quite fascinating to watch this well, process. Well, it's a manufacturing process, yeah. which I completely nerd out about because <laughs> every component builds mm-hmm. upon each other. And mm-hmm. if you have any slip, like if your egg person is screwing off that day, <laughs> it really screws up the entire process. Mm-hmm. It still tastes good regardless. Oh, right, no, it, just it, not it, look no, like just like we talk about candy. It looks horrible. It still tastes fine. Right. That's not the point. <laughs> so if if there's a batch that kind of falls, what I do is I I put those into bar gallons. Right, mm-hmm. and then we use it over the bar. Because they have the ones in the that's bar, and then they have the batter that you can buy the batter separately. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's why I always tell them make the bar gallons last. Yeah. So, folks, you might be sitting here thinking 15,000 eggs, 1,100 gallons of Tom and Jerry mix, and a gallon makes how many drinks? A gallon? Yeah. About 25. Okay. So, you're if you're doing math quickly and in public, that's a lot. <laughs> it is of, a lot. A lot of Tom and Jerry's to be consumed. Here, I have a calendar. I can, no, a calendar, we don't need a to do math. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is you might be thinking good lord will i ever be able to get into the city bar to have one Mm. well yes Yes. you're always going to be able to get into the city bar and have one brad ships world worldwide this mix from people who have fallen in love Mm -hmm. you can also pick it up at the at the city bar and take it home like if you live locally but you can also get it shipped to you Mm. yeah uh it's pretty expensive to ship yeah but worth it yeah. Okay. Well, I I have guys. Oh, there's about three of them. I ship some to Denver and oh. some to Arizona. Uh, Ooh, there's a girl. That's hard. It's <laughs> hot. That I, she's down in Florida now. She used to be in Wisconsin, mm. and I ship her some down every year. Mm. 
Uh, and then, like, if you're in Montana, say, like, in Billings, it it's cheaper to ship sure. because you can just uh, they 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 drive it down overnight, yeah. like you UPS. You can keep it yeah. a better temperature the whole way. Well, it does not be flown out of here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you overnight it flying, that's that's really expensive. Yeah. But if you say you're just overnight it to Billings, then they have cart trucks that go there. Every yeah, day. yeah, makes it easier. But if you're in Billings, seriously, just, just drive, drive up, up. Billings, hang out, spend the night. night. Yeah, come up for the Christmas tree. Yeah, come up during the holiday season. Get it's your worth it. Pre-order yeah. your bucket. Yes, just be waiting bucket. for you. <laughs> I also learned. Uh, this probably wasn't be. This was just an epiphany for me. The fact that you can use this batter on more than just with your brandy and rum mixture. I mean, you can use the batter for all kinds of things. And I was, is it Talon? Is that his, the gentleman's name? Yeah. Yes. So he, we were talking yesterday that he will put it on top of pies sometime, sometimes. And I thought, you know what? So my mom is dairy free. She can't have like delicious whipped cream on top of her pie. And so I was telling her, I was like, hey, I may have found a way for you to have like a creamy, sugary goodness on top of your pie that won't make you have an allergic reaction. So, I've thought of these things. I, I'm going to have to get some. I've also heard, maybe it's a lie, uh, <laughs> listeners, you know. <laughs> half Six of one, half a dozen yeah. of the other. It might make good pancakes. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I had a guy by the name of Jim Shanahan. He worked at the bar for years. Uh, he would always, I'd always give him some batter if it was a, it has a little shelf life a couple of days, and after that, I'll, I'll rotate into a bar gallon. But yeah. he'd he'd always take like a half gallon, and he'd uh, put it in pancake batter. Mm, that sounds really good. And uh, then across the street there with Brian's Top Notch, uh, if uh, I over make some, and <laughs> which can happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. It goes day to day. You don't know how much you're gonna sell. Yeah. But I uh, I give Brian a little bit of my my leftover stuff, and he they he puts it on top of French toast, pancakes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and also he puts it in his in his pancakes. Yeah. So that sounds really good. Yeah. So it's not just for drinking. No. I mean, that's the you only can way add I it. knew yeah. growing up. But. And you can make it in a non-alcoholic way, too. You know, yeah. a hot drink without the alcohol if you want to as well. Or my, my dad for years tried to perfect, like, imitation brandy. Oh. Oh. And uh, one time he, he, di- he did, and he took it uh, to one of the rest homes and so they could all have a sample. Have it. Something that tasted like the Tom and Jerry yeah. without the booze. Yeah. Hmm. Would it be good on top of hot chocolate or is it oh, yeah. like too no, much sugar? No, a lot of people do that. Okay. And that it is a lot of sugar. Yeah. 
I like it though. That's, that's I kind of want to try that. Sweet. Yeah. And the quart, the quart size that you can get, what makes roughly seven drinks? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. See, I think that would be a good size to go for. Get some of that for make the for commitment. All holidays. <laughs> Just get. The, I don't want to be the only one in my family. <laughs> Got to finish There's this Shannon off. at the Tom and Jerry's again. <laughs> we'll just get creative and try it and all kinds of things. Yeah. So you're making you're making batter every day. Uh, this time of year, I probably bought every other day. Okay. But and when December kicks off here, then it's uh, every day. Yeah, like the last three days before Christmas. Uh, say the. 22nd, 23rd, 24th, we'll, we'll, we'll make about 300 gallons just those three days. Oh, man. so much. Are you sick of looking at the batter, smelling the batter, oh, yeah. tasting the batter? Uh, Do you still sample it every year? Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotta, Quality control. Gotta make yeah. sure it's not poison. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> make sure, make sure everybody's doing their yeah. job uh-huh. right in that little hut. Yeah. yeah. Are you, but are you sick of them at this point, or do you still enjoy them? No, I, I have a couple a year. Okay, yeah. You can't get sick of them because you only get them once a year. This is true. It's That's not my like you're having them all the time. Yeah. Um, it's it's like when you, if you're cooking something in your kitchen. Yeah, you got to sample it. <laughs> well, you sample it, but yeah. how much of it do you sample? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> Quite a bit <laughs> yeah. in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, mine too. So much so that by the time it's dinner, I'm not really hungry anymore. Uh, so, okay, you... At the beginning of the podcast, we alluded to the fact that when I tried it for the first time, which I think sadly was only like last year or something, we'll change that now. It's a new in my holiday rotation now. But yeah. Uh, also, listeners, just so you know, we we didn't get a we didn't get a sample here. Today, no, so. but I th- I mean, I think I messed that up, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure Shannon didn't tell you that. Well, no. After <laughs> I was there yesterday, I was like, this seems a little finicky. I don't know how well this will like travel as the drink it oh it goes good oh man i'm not sorry you just need to you just need to keep it cold okay don't freeze it yeah sorry i messed up we'll just have to have to go down there with brad and have one there so your thought process before i interrupted you was Uh, what the drink it sounds like i did not properly prepare myself for my first sip oh i took like i got the batter and then i got the alcohol am i supposed to stir it what's the proper drinking etiquette for a tom and jerry well I'm going to tell you, and I listen to my dad tell many people this. Okay. Uh, you start with the straws. Okay. And then you, you drink it. And you get a <laughs> little bit of... The, like, milk mustache? The, the milk mustache. <laughs> but you never drink it out of the straw. Okay. Because oh. if you drink it out of the straw, you get all the booze off the yeah. bottom, and then all that's left is the batter. Yeah. So that's why you got to stir it. And sure, the first drink, you might not get much booze but after that you get the mixture of the batter and mm-hmm. the booze okay and the batter's two-thirds brandy and a third rum mm. do you top um let me let me preface top this would with, not make it. okay that's where i was oh, going okay. and the reason i was hesitating is because i didn't want to sound like i'd never had a tom and jerry there but <laughs> you know it's not one of those things you remember when you're there. Uh, we don't top it, but we we have the either nutmeg. We, we have the shakers out there oh, okay. with, with nutmeg in your preference. Yeah. Do you have cinnamon available or not? Is it just nutmeg? No, just nutmeg. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't, don't screw it up process. with yeah. cinnamon. No. Yeah, I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> would it add very good if you're making it with like the pancake or like a waffle mixture or something with it. Yeah. You could. 
You can do whatever you want. That French way. toast. Yeah. Or... Oh, French toast. Yeah. That'd be good. So, um, other claims to fame that the city bar has beyond the Tom and Jerry, which is maybe the biggest. I don't know. But you are the largest casino in downtown. Oh. Or is it in Great Falls? No. I. That's you can stake your claim in anything you want and make people disprove you. That's uh, we're Montana's that's number style. one podcast. But I guess that's just uh, in advertising what my father and I came yeah. up with is downtown is the largest casino. So yeah. you have that component, historic back bar, mm-hmm. great lunches. Yeah, and it's a very popular well, place while for you're lunch. on lunch, while you're on lunches, okay. I, I, I want to bring up my mother-in-law. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, this could go one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, we started lunch in 1990. Uh, okay. My mother-in-law and uh, she had a bunch of friends that she brought in, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you'd hear them back there cackling and talking <laughs> and laughing, and, uh, but. All, all those soups are my mother-in-law's recipes. Oh wow, that's and, neat. And uh, uh, they're all homemade. Mm. Uh, so my dad, I don't know, it was the early '90s after we started. He said, "Patty's my mother-in-law," and he said, "Can you have Patty write those recipes down?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I'll try." <laughs> and. So I asked her, I said, can you write those recipes down? And she gave me this ungodly look. <laughs> like, well, no. <laughs> There's not really a recipe. Are, oh. are you firing me or what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> and I said, no. But if something, if something ever happens to you, yeah. we need to have the recipes. Yeah. And uh, in, uh, so <laughs> she, she wrote them down. How long did it take you to convince her to do that? Yeah. Well, I, I worked on my wife a little bit too. <laughs> Gotta get her from a few angles here. Yeah. And and she did, reluctantly, but she did. Mm. And I put them in the bottom of the safe. Uh mm. and uh that's where they stayed. And in mm. two thousand four, uh we we remodeled the kitchen back there. It's not a great big kitchen, but we remodeled it. Well, she she came up to me and said do you have a copy of those recipes? Oh. I'm missing oh. something in one of my soups here, and we can't figure it out. I, oh. ca- I can't figure it out. <laughs> so I went and grabbed them. They were dusty. Hmm. Uh, and I photocopied them all, and she told me right then, uh, boy, I'm glad I, uh, oh. I wrote these down. Mm. She said, that's what was in there. That's what was in there. Yeah. And, I, and so... It Aww. worked out being a good thing. Well, that's good. You got to see her be happy that she wrote those down. <laughs> well, <laughs> Obliged. You know, God bless her. She's uh, in her early 80s, but she's down there every morning making soups. Oh, wow. So, so she's still making the soup. You got that right. Wow. <laughs> huh. That's uh, Patty's her name? Yeah. Okay. Patty. Good job, Patty. Well done. Yeah. And she, uh, it's like during COVID, we were closed down. Uh my wife and I and Patty go down there every day, mm. and just to get out of the house. Yeah. Uh, and they'd stick around for three or four hours, and then I just during during COVID, I got 
there was I got a lot of stuff done. Sure. During that <laughs> six weeks down there. Yeah. The, with the bar closed, I mm-hmm. got the floor refinished. And, yeah. Which I get done every year, but it was just a good time to do it. Yeah. Quite a few other things. Mm. So Patty's soup can be accompanied by sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Famous, the famous Reuben. That's probably Ooh. the. That's probably the. That's what people should order. Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays are both busy days. Uh, Why are Tuesdays and Thursdays busy? Well, because she specials uh, French dips. Okay. Okay. And then uh, she has a she has tomato soup uh, Mm. always on Tuesday and Thursday. But probably one of the most popular soups on Thursdays is turkey bisque. Oh, turkey bisque. Because she pressure cooks. A real turkey breast every day. Oh, my gosh. And then she saves that turkey broth mm-hmm. and makes this wonderful turkey bisque soup. But it's with, I mean, it's it's the real thing. Yeah. That's just like our turkey, our turkey breast. Those are popular sandwiches mm-hmm. because it's real turkey. It's yeah. not it's not the press stuff. Or yeah. Mm. So it's almost so real food. <laughs> You're getting real mm-hmm. food made by real people mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. city bar. Hefty, hefty meat sandwich is what. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's no supper per se or evening meal available. Correct. Well, that's where you're wrong again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you we call had, her out, Brad. You call we her. had. I knew we had appetizers. But well, we have appetizers. Educate me. We have appetizers, and but you have but we have the evening meal option, well, supper, dinner. It, it 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 you know we don't have traditional <laughs> meals like we have sandwiches and soup, but we do have the appetizers, and then on there the chicken strips are really good. Oh, uh, oh. and the we have we have pork chop John sandwiches. Oh. Uh, <laughs> They're good. Uh, got French fries. Uh, mm-hmm. Always good. And then some traditional appetizers. Mm-hmm. Uh, wings. Pork wings, we call them. Fried green beans. Fried green beans. Ooh, those are my favorite. Uh, I do like those. I don't, I can't think of everything off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. You just yeah. have to prove me wrong. So thank Which you. Which you did. Yeah. We got <laughs> Good that. work. We got that done. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. One fell swoop mm-hmm. can get that accomplished. Yeah. But we get people later at night that come in for the appetizers. Mm-hmm. You do you when, serve appetizers till one or two? About one o'clock. Okay. That's good to know. Then we, really then we always have our snack mix. I make the snack oh, mix. Oh, that's right. Oh, I my God. I forgot that. about the snack. Me, too. I, that I, is fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> I, I, t- I take Gardettos, and we put mixed nuts in with it, and uh, the Frito twists, and, uh, oh, yeah. and then some other nut mix. Uh, and that's and just brought to you at the table, right? Yeah. We, yeah. If you come in to have a drink, yeah. we, we serve... Uh, the snack mix on top of popcorn, which we have. Oh my gosh, a, so good. A real, you know, we have our popcorn machine and we, we so make fresh popcorn every day. I have to tell you, um, Mimosa Showdown, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic event, but I will preface that with there's a lot of mimosas consumed during mm-hmm. the course of that day. Do you think? <laughs> 
Hey, I've heard the bars are happy when yeah, that when go. that day happens. Oh um, no, it's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> However, I went down, did photos, uh, checked in on everybody, seen how things were going, and then I went home, and my husband's like. So how was it? I'm like, oh, it was fantastic. I tried the one at the city bar and I really loved it. And I said, but I didn't, I didn't get to a lot of options. And he's like, oh, and I said, would you be interested in coming down to, you know, sample some mimosas? He's like, sure. And we get downtown and he's like, it's chaos down here. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> there's just herds of women going all over the place. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, what did you think was happening when I said <laughs> the mimosa showdown? He's yeah. like, I had no clue. So we go to the city bar, and I'm like, you got to try this drink. I said, it's yeah. absolutely amazing. It had the amaretto flavors and then cherry. So you had that Ooh. almond cherry yeah. flavor in it. Oh, my God, it was great. And so regardless, <laughs> we're trying it. And then the snack mix came out and this is my first time with the snack mix i don't mm. know why but it yeah. is my first time with the snack mix probably because i'm usually there for lunch oh. so i'm already ordering ordering food but yeah and robert looks at me and he says do they think we're drunk or i'm like <laughs> no i think it just is a nice Standard. snack yeah to, to have. <laughs> i'm like he goes it's only my first but we did have two there because yeah. you know it was amazing. later in the day mm. and there wasn't a lot of options left yeah. for Con- consumption yeah so no, we, but we, the snack mix was we, amazing we, we put that out to soak up some suds yeah and, yeah good and, thinking and i had some with people, my first make, tom and jerry people yeah. thirsty yeah but while you're Smart. on that mimosa thing yeah uh, uh what'd you start two years ago uh three years ago, three years ago. well we, we have a good friend uh my, my wife barb and her friend our friend a- Angie is her name. Angie Seabear. She she uh they 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 create these mimosa mm-hmm. like that one last year. Mm-hmm. But there was many many bottles of champagne consumed <laughs> cr- cr- in cr- the process cr- creating. Well, you got to uh-huh. sample a lot of it, Brad. You already said. Well, and the, and the, I was at the I was at the table the other night and the, there. They're already talking about next <laughs> yes. year. Yes. Oh, good. What? What? And I can't remember what they told me. It, 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 it'd be a secret anyway. <laughs> right. So they'd shoot me if I told them. So. Well, it was fantastic. That one that. last year was kind of made after. We have a drink called a Thunderbird. And yep. It, and, oh. it, and it comes in a pitcher. Uh, <laughs> so a little you, bit more you get than a drink. Six six <laughs> rocks glasses with it. But uh, my wife, when I first met her. Her parents were living in Greeley, Colorado, and uh, we went to this bar, and they wrote down this recipe. <laughs> uh, vodka, Southern Comfort, Triple Sec, Amaretto, Sweet and Sour, Grandine, tiny bit of grapefruit and orange juice. Mm. And, and you can have that year-round. We have that year-round, okay. but last year's mimosa, and you wanted that the mimosa to mm. kind of have that little flavor, flavor. In that there. makes sense yeah so we ended up using amaretto and you don't want it you, you, you couldn't put all that booze in the mimosa yeah but uh i went through a crap load of amaretto <laughs> <laughs> 
that's it usually what good. happened. And if and if you you know are sitting here going, that sounds like a fun event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly is. Oh, um, people have a great time. Sixteen different mimosa options throughout town, uh, and it happens the weekend of Mother's Day on Saturday. Uh, all because of National Mimosa Day, which is always May 16th. Usually people fact check me, but I have nobody here to help me with that. So it's going to be like May 13th, May mm-hmm. 14th next year. So mark your calendars. It yeah. is a fun time and you get to go and sample all of these. One of the things I did learn from some seasoned mimosa <laughs> attendees, which I really appreciated, is they weren't drinking the full drink. <laughs> Which uh-huh. I think helped them. And I looked at them when they first started. They're like, oh, I'm going to get the drink. Then they buy the drink, but they only drink half of it. And I'm like, why aren't you drinking the whole thing? Did you not like it? They're like, oh, no, we're going to drink all 16 of these. And that does not make for a great idea Ooh. if you're going to consume the full 16. But then, yeah. you know, they alternated water. The first year, they learned a lot of lessons. Okay, There was a lot of lessons learned for the people attending. Yeah. So. They we came appreciate back stronger that. the next year. Yeah. A little bit more prepared. Yeah, if, if, if you had 16, it wouldn't make for a very fun Mother's Day, would No. no. <laughs> yeah, Your next day true. is not good. <laughs> Between the alcohol e- and sugar components of all that. that evening yeah. is not good. Yeah. Mm-mm. Maybe halfway through isn't so good. Yeah. <laughs> but Have a plan. You know, so uh, I'll drink tell you an- another drink that uh, I'm going to talk about here real quick is our, our, our Bloody Marys. Or Caesar, Bloody Marys, Caesars. Okay. But uh, 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 one of my bartenders that used to work at the bar lives in Lincoln now, and she came to town, and she still comes in occasionally works uh, busy days for me. But she said, have you tried that dill pickle vodka? Oh. So uh, I called the liquor store, and I, and I ordered a case of it. Usually there's 12 bottles in a case. Okay. And uh, I said, send me down a couple bottles and we'll try it. And anyway, we we took a picture and uh, I we used speaking socially. Mm-hmm. And I sent a picture down there. And uh, they put it out and overnight <laughs> we got 15,000 hits on it. Oh my gosh. Wow. And people, the phone's ringing off the hook. Yeah. And I, so I called the liquor store and I said, can you send the rest of that case, the other 10 bottles? Yeah. He said, well, only six ca- six bottles come in a case. Oh, oh no. no. So anyway, I we got through that week. I couldn't <laughs> sell any to off sale. Yeah. But uh, ends up the, the owner shows up like a couple weeks later and thanked us because he got so many, yeah. so much advertising out of that. Wow. But, mm. but they are really good. Huh. Dill pickle Caesar. Oh. I 100% believe that because I've had it with cucumber vodka, Mm, mm -hmm. and I love that. Pickle would be good, good yeah. But I'll try it with dill pickle. Yeah. Are you still serving those? Oh, yeah. Now they came out with the, it's called, uh, they have the regular dill pickle vodka, but Mm -hmm. they have a spicy dill pickle vodka. Oh. Oh. But but my dad was always proud of the Bloody Marys and Caesars because... It, it's like homemade. Mm, mm-hmm. No mix. Well, he's got his bottle of Worcestershire, which he he puts some Tabasco in the Worcestershire, but not too much. Mm. People can always spice it up themselves. Yeah. But he never made him too hot, so 
like I said, if you want it spicy, grab a bottle of Tabasco and throw some in yourself. <laughs> yeah. So is there an art to what goes in your Caesar or Bloody Mary? Do you stack it all with all the snacks? <laughs> Bacon well, and fried chicken leg and <laughs> shrimp and cheese. And well, at the at the at the at the at the city you get uh, an olive and the celery. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, and you get a lemon. Let your lemon and lime in there. A light snack with it. Yeah, I I appreciate the photo op available with all the snacks on top for mm-hmm. a Bloody Mary, but really from a practical standpoint, <laughs> yeah, there's too that's too much. Mm-hmm. Just keep it simple for me. Yeah, I'm a simple girl. Well, there it is. I've it seen them go good. big, really big. Yeah. And that's just too much. Mm-hmm. I so. agree. Well, this sounds like the one for you. So what else do we not know about the city bar that we need to know to endear it more into our heart? <laughs> if we well, haven't already. I'm going to tell you this. I have a, I have, uh, I have a lot of good employees that have been there for a long time. Yeah. And I'm proud of that fact because mm-hmm. they're good. I have a good core, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they're excellent employees. Uh, and I, I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. They, it, they really are good. At, they, and they've got me through the last couple tough years where, when you can't find employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, with COVID went on and people get sick. And yeah. Peop- yeah. they would cover for each other and. I'm just, I'm really proud of my employees. Well, you should be. I mean, what'd you say, Shannon? One that one of the Tom and Jerry makers have been there for 22 years. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. that's almost unheard of. Just making it better. I got, yeah. I've been married 33 years, and Whew. I got my bartender Ronnie Ray. He, uh, he started working there the year I got married. Oh wow! And he's still there. And he's still that's there. Impressive. Uh, well, you must be doing and something. And then I right. have a. Another girl, Teresa, she's been there 30 years. Uh, oh, man. Uh, wow. And also, m- my son and my wife. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's, a, it's a family deal. Yeah. And uh, don't know what to do with any of them. Yeah. Without any of them. Mm-hmm. How's that? <laughs> that sounds a little better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that the Tom and Jerry has become especially such a seasonal staple like a Christmas holiday season staple for people I mean it's it has its own legend I mean people want to like make sure that that's part of their holidays and we were telling people all over the place to come here to try it why do you think it's such like a staple for the holiday season here it, it's just uh, it's so a good. tradition yeah <laughs> and I, I what I love seeing during the holidays like uh if you get a long holiday weekend or when people come home, mm-hmm. is families coming in there uh, having a Tom and Jerry? Yeah, uh, and they they come they come to the city bar to have a Tom and Jerry, just like they probably go over to Howard's and have a pizza, or <laughs> they go to yeah. the Taco Treat and have a taco, yeah. or they go to Borey's and have this. Or yeah, that's part of and what is great balls. I'm, I'm proud of that fact too, of carrying on the tradition that. My dad and my uncle and my grandpa started. Yeah. It is such an awesome thing. It is listed on our 10 drinks to drink. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> when you're in Great Falls. <laughs> yeah. All the things you can try. Mm-hmm. Um, and such a cornerstone to the to these months that we're mm-hmm. in, these colder, fun months where you may want to hibernate, but don't do it. No. Get out, stroll along the snow-fallen streets like you're in a Hallmark movie, yes. and then slip out of that Hallmark movie into the city bar and have mm-hmm. yourself a Tom and Jerry. And That's that right. great snack War- mix. They warm you right up. Yeah, They really do. <laughs> well, Brad, thanks so much for hanging out with us and telling us all your deep, dark secrets. Well, thanks, thank, <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, we've had a blast talking about Tom and Jerry's. There's always so much fun to be had and things to learn when we get to visit with people who have been part of our community mm-hmm. since 1960. Mm-hmm. That's quite a while. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to say this that I'm I'm happy the way downtown is right now mm. oh yeah but downtown has made a huge comeback in the last uh say 10 years mm-hmm. or longer whatever yeah but downtown's a good a good place to be mm-hmm. and uh it really is there, there's all kinds of stuff going on down there to, uh i remember uh going going back to when the mini house was there and it closed and there was all all kind of, there was different bars closing down there and then I don't know, 10 to 15 years ago, a few places started opening back up. Mm-hmm. And people were like, well, what do you think about that? I said, it's great. Because mm-hmm. that brings people downtown. And, you know, if they're going to go there, they're, they're going to stop here maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yep. and that's that's how it was back in the old days. You, I'm not going to say old days. But <laughs> when, when in the 80s. Yeah. We we'd go from bar to bar downtown. Yeah, and I see that. Yeah, supporting one another downtown. Well, then the customers go. They got. They can park their car and they can walk mm. around downtown. Yeah, so it's that's an, a good thing. Yeah, it's an absolutely wonderful experience. I mean, it's Great Falls. I mean, mm-hmm. why wouldn't it be? Exactly. <laughs> it's just getting better and better, all the time. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, thanks for hanging out with us yet again. <laughs> on Montana's number one podcast. More than 100 episodes now. Yeah. Um, maybe the contest is still going. You'll figure it out if it is. Um, or email us, information at visitgreatfalls.org. We'll tell you there. Um, so until we see your bright, smiling, happy, healthy face here in Great Falls, we hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you are. We'll see you soon. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good.